Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All right, all right, all right. New unemployment claims fell below 1 million for the first time since March. Let the good times roll, baby. What's up, kids? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Bubble Boy Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Rochambeau Sowash. And on this week's show, Google takes aim again at LinkedIn. Uber and Lyft are not going back to Cali. Cali, Cali, and McDonald's ex-CEO is caught dipping his McNuggets in the company barbecue sauce. Da, 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 da. Not loving it. We'll be right back. This summer, Jobbite wants you, you, and you to join hundreds, thousands, millions, okay, maybe just thousands, of recruiters, HR, and talent acquisition professionals. For a summer you won't soon forget. It's Jobbite Summer to Evolve. The Summer to Evolve is a 12-week series of free content to help recruiters brush up on their skills. Learn from industry thought leaders. And see how technology can help them improve, automate, and evolve their recruiting efforts. There will be a chance to share tips and ideas with your peers. And we may even have some surprises for you along the way. I love surprises. So visit thesummertoevolve.com to register for the Summer to Evolve sessions that suit your needs. Pique your interest. Or float your boat. Because starting June 16th, it's the summer to evolve the way you attract, engage, hire, onboard, and retain talent. Job bite. Recruit with purpose. Hire with confidence. That's a good time right there. That is a good time. You, you've done yours, right? I have done mine. It was uh, it was good. It was a good time. Uh, had by all, I think. Uh, yeah. Mine is Wednesday of uh, next week or this week, depending on when you're listening to the show. <laughs> summer two cheese volve. Cheese volve. <laughs> summer. I thought I thought it was summer of love, and then I read closely, and it said summer to evolve. <laughs> I I probably wouldn't have committed to the to the gig, but whatever. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> so, oh, we uh, a couple of weeks ago actually socially distanced at at yeah. your place, which was which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually yeah. got a chance to 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 see each other. Got to see the little rug rat run around all over the place. Man, he is uh, he's a machine. He is a nuclear powered little human. 
<laughs> it wears my shit out, dude. There's a reason why young people have kids. Yeah. And speaking of kids, shout out to your daughter starting school at uh, Indiana State, home of the Sycamores and Larry Oof. Bird, for those uh, who don't know either two of the first things I said. Dude, it's it's hard right now. Emma and Kennedy are, are both in school. Emma's at uh, Indiana State and Kennedy's at uh, uh, mm-hmm. Ohio Northern. Man, I really don't know what to think. I mean, as, as a dad and as a protector, as somebody who wants to have everybody safe, I did not want to let them go. And, and I hope that we did the right thing in allowing them to go to school. But we did go to school. Everybody was wearing masks. Hell, they gave uh, her two masks, even though she went with 20. It was an interesting setup, and they're actually moving in over a week's time frame. Mm-hmm. So it's not everybody, you know, everybody come in at once. It, it, it took them a week. So what is it like Lord of the Flies at your house now that you're empty nesters? Are you like running around the house naked and scaring the neighbors? Yeah, I don't need clothes on anymore. <laughs> Yikes. That's a whole other podcast. That being said, I've, I've got to say that uh, I, feel, uh, I feel a little dirty after last week. Yeah, we kind of cheated on each other. And um, if, if I can speak freely, I, I, I felt <laughs> titillated and excited at first. And then and then towards the end, I, I felt kind of dirty and guilty about it. So I, I don't know how you feel. But but uh, what, what started out exciting uh, with some exotic Australian turned a little bit turned a little bit uh, dirty for me. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back on my regularly scheduled podcast. The T.A. Potter, Todd Pod, uh, had a couple of uh, hairy men on them. And I was lucky enough to have uh, Lauren Sharp. So uh, it, was, it was a good time. There's no question. No but I, I tell you what, it's, it's interesting. They don't talk about tech as much as we do. And we interweave tech into workforce and economics and all that other fun stuff. So it was it was somewhat constrained around the tech side. Yep. So uh, we we may rehash a few items from last week uh, before we get down to the to the news shows. But yeah, I agree. Uh, we the most interesting part of my conversation was when we stopped recording and he started telling me about like all the fucking poisonous critters that live in Australia and that <laughs> by which he's been bitten by, stung by, and and almost killed by. So yeah, Australia is a fucked up place. <laughs> That's like, where all the Pokemon. Yeah, we have eight hundred thousand poisonous spiders, and some of them live in the house with you. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? So yeah, sounds like you need Terminus. Literally he says there's this spider that's as big as a tarantula, and it just hangs out in the corner of your house. And I'm like, don't you kill it? Don't you get out the vacuum cleaner? Like suck it up? He's like, no, mate. You know they kill flies and bugs and shit. Like I've lived in Arizona and Australia scares me. Well, today, do you know what today is? Uh, third day of Kamala being the vice presidential candidate. Is it the third day? That's awesome. But it is <laughs> Black Women's Equal Pay Day. So wow. you know, pretty much in line. Yeah, pretty much in line. Uh, and and to be able to bring this uh, this topic up, I thought it was important for a couple of white dudes to to mm-hmm. be able to shout out a black woman makes about sixty two cents on the dollar compared to uh, a, a white dude. Uh, the U.S. DOL, the U.S. DOL data from 2017, because they're lagging, uh, mm. on average, a, a white dude makes about $60,388 per year, and a black female makes 36735 <laughs> And then, and then just comparing that, so 36,735 against a white female, which is 46,513. So a white female almost makes $10,000 more 
a year and they are severely below the white dude as well. So I think we need to have more than a day to be able to focus on this topic. But yes, today is Black Women's Equal Pay Day. Yeah, I love uh, Chris Rock's joke about why is Black History Month February, which, by the way, is the shortest month of the year. That's, yes. That kind of reminds me of what you just said there. Uh, are we doing shout outs? Is that what we're in? Is, are we in shout outs now? Sure. Why not? Okay, yeah, shout outs. Let's do some of that shout out. Shout out. I'm going to shout out first to Lars Schmidt, a uh, friend of the show, introduced us in uh, London last year, did a few shots with us. So we love <laughs> Lars. Uh, so he's launching uh, a, a myriad of things. Uh, his podcast is being rebranded Redefining HR. He's released a book called Redefining HR, and he has, I think, a video series uh, redefining HR. So if you, uh, if you're into that kind of thing and we know our listeners are go check out Lars, he's doing good stuff. Yeah. He's a good dude. You and him were doing shots while I had like the shark attack of people who wanted t-shirts that were just swarming the stage. I remember that fast. Yeah. We were clearly winning, <laughs> winning on that one. God. Shout out to Denise van der Lans over in Amsterdam, who is a partner yeah, with uh, Talent.eu. You know, I really wish I could travel to Amsterdam. It's been so goddamn long since we've traveled. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting fucking cabin fever. I don't know about you. Getting antsy. Shout out to uh, a couple of hip ladies that we know. Carrie Corbin and Amanda Thompson. Yep. Uh, have started a new agency called the Hope. Hope Lee Marketing Group. Uh, that dropped today. Uh, if you're looking for employment branding shit, go check them out. They kind of know some shit. They've been around. Not that they're old. <laughs> no, not at all. They, they started when they were six. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Bruce Reed and Mark Gandy from the CFO Bookshelf Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate them sending us bourbon because, you know, we like that. And having us on their show, uh, Bruce is the CFO over at Practice Link and has been a fan for a while. Thanks, Bruce. And, and Ken Allman, of course, who was one of our very first cult following kind of guys. So a uh, big shout know. out to, to Bruce, Mark, and, you know, just a, just a shout out just because we love Ken. We do, we do definitely love Ken and, and miss him as well. Hell, I'd, I'd be up for West Virginia traveling at this point. Oh, yeah. Little plane. Shout out to Crunchbase Diversity Spotlight. Uh, we, we quote Crunchbase quite a bit on the show. Uh, they track money that companies uh, have garnered, but they, they have a lot of data uh, at the site. And they launched Diversity Spotlight for those who want to connect with companies, either for investment or jobs. Uh, just go out and fill in your company info with whether you have a CEO of diverse background or if you have any special benefits at the company specific or news that you have around diversity. Uh, shout out to Crunchbase for getting on the diversity train. Nice. Well, I really appreciate people like Travis McEwen over in Spokane, Washington, who share stories and insights. We have many who do that in, in several different ways on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter email, text, uh, but it's really cool when you can hear what's happening in their world and when it ties into the, the the bigger picture. So if you haven't and you're a listener, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn, Chad or Joel, Twitter, Chad and Cheese, Facebook page, wherever you might be able to find our dumbasses. 
<laughs> Shout out to Skinder. Yeah, it sounds like a porn site, but it's Skinder. not. S-K-E-N-D-E-R. We got a laugh out of them uh, for pimping ads on social media about being one of the best places to work in Chicago. But then under news from that was mass layoffs. And by the way, there are no job postings on their website. So it might be time to reinvestigate your ad strategy. Dude, conserve your ammo. You keep that shit ready for when you can use it, right? You don't just fire off just because you can fire off. That's a premature ejaculation right there, Skinder. (laughs) No, that's not what we do around here. Uh, Big shout out to Colin Parker listening in Seattle. I'm sure he's glad I'm mentioning his name after premature Mm -hmm. ejaculation. He's the (laughs) VP of marketing over at Crelate. We know those guys yeah. who just, uh, he just came back into the industry and he's using our shows. I'm getting teared up here uh, to get back up to speed while forcing the rest of his marketing department to listen to the Chad and cheese as well. That's a big applause. Forcing his marketing <laughs> department. Come on now. You know, they were already listening to our show. I don't think we have enough forced listening happening or I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe I mean, remember. Do. Jen, well, I mean, Jen Terry Tharp, who was on uh, a couple of weeks ago, she was 23 years at AT&T. And she said mm-hmm. while she was there, uh, we were mandatory listening. So I guess mandatory sounds better than forced. Let's use sure. that for now. And, and we go great with day drinking, by the way, people. <laughs> Our show goes great with day drinking. We do. Uh, shout out to Clarence Jobs. Uh, DHI, who owns Dice eFinancial Careers and Clarence Jobs, reported quarterly earnings uh, last week. And while Dice and e-fi- eFinancial Careers are losing money year over year. Clearance jobs is up 18.2%. And by the way, I'll pimp uh, our podcast with the clearance jobs CEO. If you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go to chadcheese.com, search that out and take a listen. Yeah. How's it feel to have that anchor around your neck, clearance jobs? Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Flex jobs going into another one. Okay. So Flex, and and this is going to be your favorite. It feels a lot like the ladders, although the opportunity to screw more than just the rich people. So it's flex jobs. We screw more than just people who make over six figures. Uh, They quote themselves as the leading most trusted job service in the flexible work field. How the fuck do you know that? I don't. I have no fucking clue how you know that. It's a mystery. We offer to help our members find great jobs for only, get ready, $6.95 a month. Come the fuck on, people. We're in a pandemic. People who don't have jobs need jobs. And Flex Jobs, much like the fucking ladders, is pimping jobs, which are already publicly available. Uh-huh. And, and they're pimping them as special right? And charging for them. I mean, it's just this kind of shit. People, you got to look into your black soul, okay? And you got to (laughs) understand this is the the bullshit that we can't have in this fucking industry. This is just, this is wrong. So flex jobs, you get a big thumbs down. Online employment, dead inside since 1998. Gotta love it. Uh, Shout out to the Big 12 uh, in light of the Big 10 and Pac-12 tier by us. Uh, announcing that there will be no spring or fall football. Uh, Big 12 says, hold my beer, you pussies. Uh, we're going to play football. I suspect the SEC will soon follow suit. So 
it looks like there will be a COVID-tastic football season in some parts of the country. Yeah, that's going to be a fucking mess. That's all I got to <laughs> say. I got to say the uh, basketball NBA is 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 really fun. And I, I think the whole bubble method mm-hmm. is kicking ass and taking names versus Major League Baseball, who's they've they've really screwed the pooch. So yeah. And hockey. Hockey's done yeah. a good job, too. Yep. Yep. Good point. Good point. Uh, I was going to shout out to the Russian vaccine, but we can. We can. I, <laughs> I just did that, I guess. Oh, also, Jerry Collier, uh, we inter- uh, interviewed for hourly. Oh, Jerry. Firing squad, which which we always love to do. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, check it out. And like I said earlier, uh, I'm going to be featured on a job bite webinar uh, this coming Wednesday. So Go to jobbite.com if you want to learn more. So in August, August 27th, we're in August. Yep. Fuck. God damn it. August 27th at 2 p.m. Eastern. It's a recruitment hackers event. Optimizing recruitment Hell for yeah. a remote workforce. Again, Jen Terry Tharp, she's going to be uh, speaking. Sure. I'm going to be corralling everyone uh, for a panel discussion about benefits of uh, remote working, bigger talent pools, increased job ac- accessibility, better candidates, yada, yada, yada. If you want to learn more, go to recruitmenthackers.events, not .com, not .org, recruitmenthackers.events, register. You're going to love it. Another HR hackathon is happening uh, in November as well. We'll talk more about that. Ava Zills, nonstop. Is that the video chick? Yes, she's she's yeah. all about she's the video. German. She's a, I love the German with English uh, transcription or ca- German caption. who lives right across the border in France. So yes, and hopefully she'll be doing some of those vi- more of those videos with the Chad and Cheese uh, T-shirt on. Yeah, that was that was dope. Topics. All right, let's get to news. Okay, so before we hit our first topic, you weren't around yep. last week, so fuck, yep. I didn't get to hear what you thought about the Indeed acquisition of Zap Info. What are your thoughts? What I had heard uh, from one of my sources was the the dollar amount was super small uh, in quotes. So you know, to me, you know, Doug is really good about seeing around corners and looking into the future. And yep. I think that I spoke to him a year or two ago at SourceCon uh, in regards to GDPR and how they were going to sort of uh, evolve or pivot the company in light of sort of new privacy laws. And Doug didn't have the best answer, uh, which he usually does, which kind of made me think like he's probably at a crossroads with this company. He obviously is a sales guy. He knows everyone. I think that he realized the future was going to be challenged for a company like his. So we called Indeed. Indeed, you know, grabbed some money out of the out of the couch cushions. Took the technology. It looks like they're going to integrate it into their own site, so there won't be any privacy issues. And users of Indeed will be able to manage their resumes and take data from their uh, from their resume database and put it into a management system, which is fine. I also think that you know Doug is an idea guy, so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if. In light of sort of privacy laws, he has another idea up his sleeve and he said, I got to kind of get rid of this one so I can focus on maybe this bigger, better idea uh, that I have over here. So that was my takeaway. I think good for him. You know, it's a it's a big company, a big brand buying buying his business. But I mean, there there wasn't any announcement by Indeed. As far as I know, Uh, there was nothing on their blog about acquiring Zap. It was all Zap that was promoting it. So I think it was really small fries for for Indeed. Not a big deal. 
uh, Doug can move on and save face with investors uh, in the industry. And we'll see what he does next. Yeah. After six months in Fiji. Yeah, I think it's a smart move for Doug and indeed being able to utilize that technology for their just their own platforms. Uh, Not, you know, not a bad move. I don't know what the cost was, but uh, overall, you know, they got money to fucking burn. So why not? And there was no announcement of, you know, Doug joins indeed as such and such. So I think he's he's going to wipe, you know, wash his hands and, and move on. Yep. Yep. I don't think he's going to do anything but help a quick transition, hit that fucking eject button, which is wonderful, especially if you are a CEO of an organization and you have to stick around for a year, a year and Mm -hmm. a half or two years while you watch this big monstrous company fuck up your shit. Nobody wants that. So good for him. He gets he gets to turn around, get the fuck out before they start screwing his shit up. Moving on to newer news. Google. Google cards. Uh, so a little historical context here. Google Google hates that they lost social to Facebook. Uh, they launched Google Plus 10 or so years ago. It sucked. No one used it. And they've closed it down. They're not going to give up on this game. Uh, they lost out bidding to uh, Microsoft on LinkedIn to the tune mm-hmm. of $26 billion. And I think they've, they've for the last five years, to 10 years have wanted to do something in this game, this human directory, uh, this people business uh, in some way of getting information. So uh, we kind of thought, or I thought hired by Google might be a way to collect data, get those people in database. Uh, I certainly pounded the table on the one click apply that I thought would be, you know, going to ATSs around the world, which would make, would put profiles into Google. Well, they've shut that down, so that's not going to happen. But we got word from TechCrunch this week that uh, in India, uh, Google is launching Google Cards, which is basically like a little business card that you can put on uh, Google when people search your name. According to the release, a lot of people uh, in India search their name. I doubt India is exclusive to that. I'm sure a lot of people in a lot of places are searching their name on Google to see what comes up. And when right. you do that now, you'll get a, a little thing that says add your card or add your add your bio. Uh, it auto defaults your picture that's already in Google, your name, everything. You can put uh, personal information, but more importantly for our discussion, work information, contact information, social media channels, etc. It makes sense that Google would use their search engine as opposed to just launching something new like Google+. This worked really well for YouTube when they started putting YouTube videos, putting news in there, weather and everything. Things tend to tend to integrate better when they just throw it into Google. So now if when you search Chad Sowash, you see a Chad Sowash card with your picture. Um, I can get your information if you want, then that's great. We'll see if they let me connect with you. We'll see if they let me uh, contact you for jobs or whatever. But for now, this looks like Google's latest attempt to compete with LinkedIn. Yeah, it it just looks like search. It doesn't look like uh, an actual community. So, you know, adding yourself in a, a, a different way to search is I think where what they're going after here. They want more content. They want obviously people to be able to find you mm-hmm. if that's what you want, and uh, it, it's search. But I don't I don't know that this is going to turn into a social network. But I do believe, on the other hand, uh, being able to utilize their search, it will turn into a great opportunity and an open system 
for individuals to find developers, to find salespeople in, you know, in Mumbai, or in this case, you know, let's say for instance, in Boston, if, if it rolls yeah. out globally. So I think being able to out pivot mm-hmm. a social network and just using the power of the largest fucking monopolized search engine in the world is yep. not a bad move. Yeah. I mean, I think it's ultimately going to be a directory of people. And, yeah. you know, my question will be is, you know, how do they, how do they, uh, you know, what do they do about John Smith, right? Or somewhere there's like hundreds of thousands of people named John Smith. My guess is because you, if you've emailed a John Smith or you're connected to John Smith in some way, uh, they'll algorithmically show you that John Smith because you've emailed him before or he's in your company. So so it's it's going to be an interesting problem of how you organize all of these if they become as popular as they hope, as Google hopes it does. But I'm not going to say it's going to be huge. I'm not going to say it's going to fail. Like Google has a reputation of ditching stuff pretty quickly. Uh, so it, until they launch this thing in the U.S., I'm going to say it's a test at this point. Yeah. Well, and I also noticed that they're really focusing on influencers, which is smart. If you mm-hmm. think of Instagram or Twitter and those influencers want to be out there and they want to be on these on these big engines, they want to be on these big networks. Uh, if that happens, obviously they're going to bring their cult, their, their cult crowd with them. They're following mm-hmm. with them and everybody's going to want to do that. So, I, you know, th- there's a, there's a pretty good strategy. And I think from an organic standpoint, you could grow this pretty quickly because most of your information is probably already there. And then later, you know, possibly add, like you'd said, the categorization tools into it. Because if the, if the data is there, being able to connect it, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, it, it, it is very interesting. Uh, I'm going to watch it carefully and it'll probably be a story as we head into 2021. That'll be much bigger and something we talk about quite a bit. So listeners, I hope you're ready for Google cards to be a hot topic. And, and unfortunately, in 2021, we will be talking about COVID. Shit's not going away. I don't think that we're going to have any type of Russian antidote and or, you know, Smirnoff to, to, to throw into our <laughs> veins. But a company uh, in Boston called Brio Systems yep. is a uh, technology company offering a complete COVID-19 testing system for the workplace. They raised mm-hmm. $1.9 million in seed funding led by CEO Boris Lipchin. Okay, so quick, quick aside. Have you seen this cat's resume? No. Okay, so Carnegie Mellon for engineering. He was at SpaceX as an avionics software engineer for guidance and control for five years. Spent some time at MIT, interned at MITRE and Google. Anyways, back back to what we're talking about. He's a dummy is what you're saying. So uh, Boris Lipchin, uh, Brio Systems provides a platform for employers to navigate the complexities of workplace safety and reopening amid the pandemic. The platform enables employers to respond quickly to understand infections among employees, contain potential outbreaks, measure previous exposure, safely maintain business operations, and the big thing, return people to work. Yes, yes. I, I'm surprised that they only got 1.9 million to be quite frank. 
It's seed funding. Let's wait for the Series A to come down. I get it, but still. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, we haven't we haven't quite figured out testing in general, let alone uh, testing in specific places like like work workspaces. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that caught me, uh, sort of, uh, really let me let me buy into this idea is the fact that uh, apparently every survey I say talks about only fifty percent of Americans are actually going to even take a fucking vaccine. Yes. What's the fucking point? If only half of us are going to take it, like a lot of us are going to be sick. And I also did hear that um, in the news, I think today I heard that a few people who had uh, had COVID months ago uh, have it again. So apparently the the antibodies that you you create in your own in your own body don't fend it off for very long, uh, like most viruses. So yes, I agree. This is going to be a thing. It's not going to be like, oh, you've had it, you're done, or you have a vaccine and we're finished. I mean, it may be something where we have to get vaccinated every quarter or every six months, we have to go in and get a shot. So this is a huge opportunity uh, for businesses like this. And I suspect there will be more to protect people in the workplace around testing. And these guys are on the forefront. So definitely one to watch brio system what pisses me off is that we have to at least here in the united states lose 165,000 uh to death before companies take over right and that's that's when the opportunity happens right Mm -hmm. when you have mass chaos like this because the government didn't fucking act and they didn't jumpstart the engines to get this taken care of yes now companies are going to have the opportunity to profit off of this fucking chaos. And, you know, am I saying it's a bad thing? I'm not saying it's a bad thing for the companies because somebody has to fucking do it since our government is not protecting the people. And this is, I mean, this is one of the most fucking frustrating things for, I think, any country, uh, but mainly America because of the way that we have mismanaged this Mm -hmm. entirely. Not to mention... We've, I've also seen, have no clue where the fuck this is out of, where people are talking about watch the vaccination because we're going to get microchips implanted when the vaccinations are. I mean, these conspiracy theories are fucking o- over stupid people everywhere. Rednecks across the nation are going fucking crazy because they think they're going to get fucking geotracked or something. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Geotract and QR codes uh, tattooed on my ass. Uh, I'm Fuck. ready for that. Ready for that. More kind of startup news, investment news. Uh, this one out of China, a company called Mocha, and that's not like the coffee that I enjoy, complete with chocolate and whipped cream, Chad, just in case you were curious. <laughs> not not M-O-C-H-A, it's M-O-K-A. Uh, and this is HR tool for automation for HR and, and large enterprise companies out of China. They just raised 20, $27 million, uh, in Series B, totaling $43.2 million. To me, this was intriguing in light of sort of the whole TikTok Phenomena. So I have I have two uh, questions here that 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 I find intriguing from this this investment. We don't talk much about companies in our space getting money uh, for their for investment investment dollars flowing into this space. So for me, you know, China is is kind of over their consumer. They've sort of hit a, a ceiling with the consumer sites, right? You have the search engine thing, the social media thing. Uh, they're doing their social their fa- uh, Facebook competitor, Snap, whatever TikTok's blowing up. So there's going to be a ton of opportunity in the B2B space. And I think you're going to see a lot of innovation 
coming out of China in the next five years. And I think we'll be talking a lot about that as well. Um, I'm curious to see if a lot of these will be copycats of American companies and other companies similar to China's strategy in the past with search you know engines, it. social media, et cetera. So how does that yeah. play in? Uh, do American companies use Chinese HR tech in light of TikTok or do they shy away from it? Does any of this shit get banned? Um, is there a security risk to have, you know, Mocha is your HR systems if you're in the US. I think there are a lot of questions here, but a lot of innovation, irregardless, uh, with a billion and a half people is going to be coming out of China. I think we'll be talking more and more about it. My hope is that it'll be innovative stuff that we're not just rehashing what we've already done, but time will tell. Uh, but what we do know is that money is starting to flow into these businesses. It's going to be interesting for multinational corporations because these companies, again, especially in China, are going mm -hmm. to be able to, I believe, uh, own their country. They're going to be able to push out a lot of other tech, period. Yep. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that happening. Again, back to the kind of like China versus companies thing that you and I argue about. Mm -hmm. You know, China, China replicates a lot of shit. They copy a lot of shit. So does Facebook, right? True. So, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see some big differentiations, not in just how we look at countries, but how we look at huge companies because they're actually acting and they're mimicking uh, yeah. really the, the bad play. Yeah. It'll also be interesting from my perspective to see what companies in our space invest in these companies. Like, do we start seeing recruit holdings invest into Chinese companies while owning indeed and Glassdoor and other, uh, multinationals. So it'll be an interesting story to talk about. Uh, we still have yet, however, to get a Chad and cheese podcast copycat. So Apparently, our innovation sucks. <laughs> but whose innovation does not suck is our next sponsor, Sovereign. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. So our next story. Uh, so top CEOs pledged to hire 100,000 low-income and minority New Yorkers. Yes. When I read this, I thought, Chad is going to kill this. He's going to hate it. Do you hate it? I don't hate any of the, the actual ideas. Yep. The problem is the, the execution, what we've seen over the years. So New York has, they have like 16% in New York state unemployment and 20% in the city, right? There's an issue. Now, this is an issue that could have been combated already if companies would have started thinking about this before. And, and, mm -hmm. and we should have. We, we know that we have gaps already. Those gaps are skills gaps, right? And they're not all gaps where you need to go to a four-year college or two-year degree or what have mm -hmm. you. And companies know this. They, they know exactly what they need, but yet they sit back in what I like to call corporate welfare, wait for the government to spend a shit ton of money to give them a, a solution, Yep. And that's just total bullshit. So now top CEOs are pledging to X, Y, Z. And it's like, guys, Jamie Diamond, rich motherfucker, CEO yeah. of JP Morgan Chase yep. and 26 other executives want to get up on a fucking soapbox and say how they're going to help 
low income and minorities. And all I have to say is I will believe it when (laughs) I see it. And I'm not saying just doing it for, you know, this, this wonderful cut the ribbon kind of parade ticker tape parade bullshit. I'm talking about long-term strategies to help Americans get out of poverty, to help Americans get past fucking middle management or, or shit, help them get into middle management for God's sakes. <laughs> so overall, I, I, I hope something actually happens because the black Latinx Asian mm-hmm. communities, I mean, not just in New York, but across the United States, we need something to be able to inject skills into <laughs> our own fucking people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't mention your your good buddy Jeff Bezos. Uh, I, Amazon I, I is going to try to stay on on this yeah. list as well. Yeah, I don't want to ruin your weekend uh, for the for the tenth weekend in a row. Um, the the program will target Black, Latinx, and Asian workers, and seeks to hire based more on skills than college degrees, focusing on entry level tech jobs such as computer programming. You mentioned Jamie Dimon. Uh, He said, quote, many New Yorkers are stuck in low paying jobs that could be lost in the future or are struggling to navigate the labor market. We are using our collective power to prepare the city's workforce with the skills of the future and helping New Yorkers who have been left behind get a foot in the door, end quote. I was surprised to not hear you cynically say that these companies are doing this out of necessity because as fewer white people inhabit this country, uh, these companies in New York and elsewhere need more customers. So I, I feel like a lot of this might be out of just self-interest to say, look, uh, our buyers are going to change. What you know, what they look like is changing. We need to make sure that we empower that demographic because that is our future buyer. But we've been saying this for over a decade now and shit still yeah. hasn't changed. And that was the same exact position all of those companies were in back then too. So yes, mm-hmm. all of that does make sense. It is so common sense to be able to focus on how you build your company, not just a company from the standpoint of employees, but also skills and talent and how all of those individuals should represent the communities that you're trying to market to, to try to yeah. sell to. Yeah. Right. I mean, that just makes sense. And, and note to HR real quick. <laughs> One of the reasons why we're in this fucking predicament today is because you stupid motherfuckers keep putting requirements on jobs that don't need to fucking be there. You are the problem. And if you're saying, well, it's the, it's the hiring managers who are saying that fuck you. Okay. Because you should be the expert and knowing how to put this shit together. So that's the end of my rant. <laughs> I got nothing after that, man. That was that was good. I, I I will add, however, there's not a lot of meat on the bones of this proposal. Uh, it was no. sort of like we're going to do this, but not really tell anyone specifics about how we're going to do it. So no accountability. It's the easiest way to do it. And J- if anybody knows, you know, it's going to be fucking uh, CEOs. They know how to get through shit and smile and then let it just fade away. It was great PR. All these yeah. guys were all over the news for at least a day and a half. So, uh, yeah. well, to talk talk about another CEO who is uh, who's having issues. Tell us a little bit about Uber in California. 
Yeah. So your uh, your buddy Zubrin left. Uh, you've been really high on the uh, on the soapbox about those drivers needing to be treated as workers. So out of California uh, recently, Uber Tech and Lyft were ordered to convert their California drivers from independent contractors to employees with benefits, an early loss in a court battle the gig industry can't afford to lose. I assume that you're thrilled about this. Uh, it's probably a good thing. However, it's a big game of chess. Uber is threatening to close its operations in California, i.e. you won't be able to catch an Uber in San Francisco anymore. And it looks like Lyft is following suit, threatening to close down the app in California. Your take, sir. One of the biggest states in the United States uh, in shutting down and pretty much a country is what you're looking to do. The world's fifth largest economy by itself, I think. They are totally bullshitting. So in this point, and it also reminds me of the Republicans who were talking about how they wanted to kill Obamacare and replace it with something, but they had nothing to replace it with. They had eight years to try to figure something out and have it ready for the Mm -hmm. day when they could fucking eject it in there. This dude is saying, well, you know, it's going to take us months to actually figure this out. Motherfucker, you knew this was going to happen. Or at least you knew the prospect was very high it was going to happen. So this is all about options and protections. And the problem is, in California, and what the CEO of Uber doesn't want to talk about, is that in California, the CARES Act had to cover gig workers who were out of work because they weren't they weren't paying into benefits. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is fucking taxpayers are covering because Uber's not doing what they should be fucking doing in the first place. And that once again kids is what we call corporate welfare. When you and I have to cover the fucking freight for dumb son of bitches like the CEO of Uber. It's called having your cake and eating it too. I agree that it's a game of chicken at this point. They can't afford to leave California. Now, whether or not, I mean, the government's not going to blink, in my opinion. I think the most they can hope for is there's an uprising of gig workers who say we need, uh, and part of their spin as well is, look, with so many people unemployed, do you really want to risk that many more people that can't drive an Uber to make money? The only hope the company has is, is threatening to do this. They can't leave California. Like it's too big of a market. They need to figure out how to how to work there. And by the way, there's there's you know upward pressure in regards to profitability. We we interviewed Mason Wong uh, last year, uh, who talked pretty transparently about uh, Lyft needs to make money, and Uber is the same way. They're they're both losing money. So now if you throw in this sort of uh, regulation in terms of treating drivers as employees, that's going to be a a lot of weight uh, on their business that they have to figure out. So it's a game of chicken. I think they're going to lose. They're going to have to treat uh, these folks as employees and figure it out. But if you're just playing chess and and threatening, I think this is a move they, they have to do. Ultimately, however... They're going to pay. Yeah. And if your business model doesn't allow you to make a profit, that does not give you license to fuck over your employees. Yeah. By the way, I haven't taken an Uber or Lyft in a while, but uh, <laughs> there are rumblings. There are rumblings that the prices, uh, the pricing of it is is going up quite a bit. It was too cheap in the first place. That was yeah. one of the one of the issues. At least until self driving cars are a thing. Let's take a quick break and listen to uh, what JobEdX has to say. And then we're talking sex dolls and VR people. Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. 
Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job Addex seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing us at jobadx.com. That's us at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Now's, now's the portion of our show when we dive right into the mud and start slinging it around, everybody. I can't wait. Yeah. And okay. So, jeez, uh, <laughs> you, you can Google this one uh, if, you want, if you want more real, uh, more news on it and more actual intelligent commentary. Uh, we're just throwing it in there because there's just too many innuendos that we could throw in around McDonald's. Uh, but the ex CEO uh, apparently was showing his Big Mac to uh, some internal <laughs> employees, uh, three total. I can't believe it's 2020 and we're still talking about uh, people in the workplace literally sending Slack messages, text messages, and emails, uh, sexting over corporate bandwidth and whatnot. Like, if you're going to do this shit, people, this is one for the kids. Uh, get a burner phone. <laughs> Don't send this shit out. Like it's like really stupid that an executive CEO from McDonald's can't figure this out. So anyway, you can look up the the specifics of it. He was looking to biggie size uh, his Coke with too many uh, too many employees. <laughs> the the big the big the big scandal on this as well is that he he allegedly covered up claims. He's giving stock to these women to shut them up. Okay, no this way. There's an ongoing. <laughs> This is an ongoing investigation, of course, but he's 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 going to have to pay back millions of dollars. Probably uh, they're going to pay these women a ton of money for what happened. Uh, they're probably going to get sued by by shareholders. It's a big fucking mess. Um, but yeah, check it out. McDonald's ex CEO dipping his McNuggets in the wrong sauce to say to say the least. Whew. I don't know if you have any comment on this, but it was just it was worth ending the show with a couple of sexy, uh, dirty, nasty stories, and this is the first one. Now, actually, I believe what he, if he would have had a sex doll in VR glasses, he would have been fucking fine, and none of this shit would have happened. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, the probe found dozens of nude or sexually explicit photos and video footage of female employees that were taken in 2018 and 19 and sent from his McDonald's email account to his personal email. Oh. <sighs> But probably the more interesting story is prostitutes in Prague are up in arms, not happy. <laughs> They're suffering. Employment <laughs> opportunities are going down for them. So there's a story. I don't know. Was it in Vice or something uh, this week? Mel. The, the, they're now brothels. It's Prague. My head is going to explode because we're, we're mentioning sex dolls in VR in the same show. <laughs> Uh, but so there's a brothel here where they have sex dolls in the bedrooms mm. and you, you put on your VR headset and you have your way with the doll while wearing your VR headset. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. So the real women are pissed because more and more men are going to these dolls to have sex. I don't know. 
it's a can of worms. I don't know where to go with it. <laughs> so do you envision a day where these are, are totally legal around the world? I, it was funny. So we were talking before the show and everybody wants to say how many, you know, how many single dudes are going to buy these things? And my question was, you know, how many spouses are going to buy them for like their partner Mm -hmm. for, for, you know, cause like, Hey, instead of pestering me all the time, jump on your doll. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Great. So more silver linings, right? No disease Uh safety, right? You're not going to get jacked as a well, sorry, jacked is a bad word. You're not going to get held up or killed using prostitutes. You're not going to be on the street, you know, doing whatever. Uh, probably less drug abuse if this shit isn't sort of all around. Is it cheating or not? Like we said before the 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 call, like it's up to your it's spouse. Kind of up to each person, right? Like yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. uh, is the doll a lookalike of your wife or husband? Maybe that's okay, or maybe <laughs> uh, maybe the. The person, the VR headset is your wife or husband, and that's acceptable. Like, I don't know the rules. The rules have yet to be written on this shit, but Chad and Cheese will be here to to walk you through it, kids. Yeah. And uh, if you're doing it, if you're in Prague having sex with with sex dolls and with VR headsets on, <laughs> please let us know. Please come on the show and tell us about your experience. Just want to know how the experience was. Yeah, Other than yeah. that, you know, I need a beer. We, we out. out. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.